All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Happy Canada Day. NHL free agency underway here in full effect, but very underwhelming so far. Presented by Botano. Welcome to this free agent special edition of Leafs Morning Take. Probably should just call it Leafs afternoon take eh, rosie first time we've done one of these it's not too bad we were a little busy with the free agent frenzy going on this morning but yeah let's break it down here i'm just scrolling through see bunting signed things have been happening since i uh, last logged off but yeah where are we gonna go with this one well i'm gonna go on my soapbox first uh, first excuse me and bitch about this being the worst fucking day possible where Elon Musk wants to grab Twitter yet again by the balls and ruin everything. I can't remember a free agent frenzy as bad as the one today because we had no access pretty much to social media and Twitter. And yeah, we're a part of the feed here with Daily Faceoff and watching the other networks in Canada and the States, but just so disappointing. You know, on a day that is supposed to be sort of a blockbuster for NBA fans and NHL fans, it was ripped away from us, Rosie. Well, what's the story? Like, what? I don't really... It says you're you've used up too much of something rather. I don't know. Like what is going on with Twitter? It's just so from you know. what I understand is Elon Musk, I don't know, for some reason decided today was going to be the day to launch this new program they're having. Whereas if you're you're not paying for the Twitter subscription, the nine bucks or whatever it is a month, you're only subject to six hundred views a day or something like that. If you're subscribed, it's six thousand, something like that. So this is a money making machine effectively. Elon Musk saying, Hey, if you won't pay 
uh, to tweet, then we're going to pay you to read tweets. That's that's pretty much what's going down here. Ha! Huh, interesting enough. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it's okay that the Leafs haven't been doing screw all for the most part. We got one big signing here. Yeah. With Revo, if you want to call it a big signing, I mean, it's a big, big name guy. No question about it. Is it going to shake the earth as far as the performance of the team? Not necessarily, but uh, what do you think about that one? Yeah. So, first, I want to alert everybody first and foremost, subscribe, tap that like button at the Leafs Nation 401. This is our uh, season finale, by the way. We were with you uh, throughout the course of the offseason, have some special interviews. I talked to Ryan Reeves earlier today we're going to do something with Revo coming up this week so make sure to keep a lock to our channel and that's why I encourage y'all at the Leafs Nation 401 where you could subscribe uh, search Leafs Morning Take if you just want to find our podcast anywhere you get your podcast theleafsnation.com doing some fantastic work on this free agency day and uh, if you have thoughts comments questions or concerns in, in the chat down below hit us up uh, with your reaction your thoughts on the, on the Reeves signing everything else that's transpired with this team please hit us up and as you referenced, I always have to lead to getting over the board. So let's do that. That's right. Be the last time we hear that. I was just going to say that. It, we, we've got to figure out this graphic situation, the music and all that. We're, we're going to have a facelift with Leafs morning take in the offseason for sure. So you referenced it. Uh, the, the big move so far, and it's important to stress, this is happening live. We're here at 3.05 Eastern time. So if you're listening to this and the Leafs have done something significant, our apologies. We'll probably cover that at a later date. But Ryan Reeves, three years, 1.35 per season. He is 36. He'll be 39 at the end of this deal. Your thoughts, Rosie? Yeah, you got to think this is probably the contract that'll take him to the end of his career. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think he's done such a phenomenal job staying in the league where guys of, you know, with his skill set and background and credentials and everything, you know, have ultimately been phased out of the league entirely. That's like 10 years ago. And he just keeps grinding off contracts and staying on teams and bounced around with different teams who want to use his services. And he finds himself in the Canadian market here in Toronto for the first time. But, uh, Again, a testament to him being able to stay in the league. It's it's really impressive. And, you know, now the Maple Leafs have got one of the toughest guys in the league. I promise you there won't be any ragdolling of Mitch Marners or Austin Matthews or any of that type of sort of thing going on anymore. Does this shake the earth as far as how uh, the team's going to play and perform? Not necessarily, but I hope that given this backbone to the team is, uh, you know, has its tentacles shaped through the whole roster and everyone can play a few inches taller. I love the quote from today on TSN. I'll just beat someone up and the pressure is off. Uh, easier said than done. I think Ryan Reeves is going to figure out really, really quickly some of the fortitude or lack thereof in that locker room. I hope he walks in there, changes the boombox like Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I think he will. He, he's a pretty big, uh, big personality guy. Yeah. And I think he'll be, you know, very uh, strong in that locker room. And, you know, the culture and the, the toughness and all that is obviously that's what he brings to the table. He's a tough guy who can go out there and, and police and patrol and he can make some hits and, you know, go make sure that no one's taking liberties with your team, which is, you know, something I think they've needed. Uh, I don't think they're done in the aggression standpoint. I would love to have someone in the top six that can muck and grind a little bit um but as far as you know addressing the fact that we get pushed around too much i think you've kind of done that to an extent here today yeah ultimately it's not really a big story for me i know people are complaining and again this has been something i've been hitting for the last week anything bradtree living will do in his tenure as gm will be compared to kyle dubis and you'll have people who like it people who don't like it 
from what I understand, he's been after Ryan Reese for a long period of time, dating back to his time with Calgary. I think he brings character, pugnacity, jam. But ultimately, it leads me to the question, what will Ryan Reeves do for this team in the Stanley Cup playoffs? If you do recall, yet again, they're unable to score when it matters most. And I just don't think anything that Ryan Reeves brings to the table is going to change that, unfortunately. Yeah, the playoffs are a different beast for sure. Um, it's just a matter of what are what is the team feeling going into the playoffs? What are, where is their confidence level? Where where what is their play like these time that time of year? And is it any different than it has been the last couple of years? And you got to think that adding a Ryan Reeves could potentially you know change the identity of the team, how they play, what their confidence level is. Um, I hope some of his physicality wears off on the other players and and they can play a, little, a few inches taller, like I said. But I mean, ultimately in the playoffs, is Ryan Reeves going to take you to the promised land? No, he's not on his own, not even close. But, you know, there's an argument to be made that having him there makes others better. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I, I think classic Toronto, everybody's just making too much of not much. Um, and I understand that that's my only concern. He will be 39 when this deal concludes. But again, Ryan Reeves, a now member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's a, a laundry list of departures, which I think is intriguing. The last week or so, we've been talking about some potential names to potentially come back. Luke Shadman got the bag. There was no way the Leafs were paying him that Music no. City for uh, both Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen. So O'Reilly signs at four and a half over four. Shenner got 2.75 over three. Yeah, they sure got paid, didn't they? I mean, I don't think we can give either of those guys that, obviously, or they'd probably be here. But, um, you know, definitely some some deletions on our roster mm-hmm. here. And and we're looking for additions. And so far, True Living hasn't been able to make that happen or hasn't been willing to. So we'll see where this roster, you know, rounds out in the next few days, maybe weeks. It'll be hard to say. But uh, obviously not able to pay Shenner, you know, three times the money that he was making the last couple of years. And, and you know, uh, went a diff- different direction with Ryan O'Reilly as well. So, I mean, ultimately good for them. Congrats. Um, but what you got to do is think to yourself, okay, well, the, the Leafs roster is significantly worse right now than it was when they lost out to the Florida Panthers in the second round. Where do we go from here? And what's it going to look like come training camp? Rosie, the fascinating thing to me regarding Ryan O'Reilly from, I think it was a Darren Dreger tweet or an insider for sure, saying that Ryan O'Reilly... The term and the money were there for him in Toronto. He chose to leave Toronto, which I think is a bit stunning, especially when he's going to the Nashville Predators. Having said that, a tax-free state, right? So he's getting more with them. I mean, Nashville is one of the one of the favorite places for guys to play. Um, there's so many positives to being there. Yeah, the tax-free, the money's good. It's uh, it's cheaper living than it is up here. Uh, the weather's better. They got a full barn that's loud, lots of success, and obviously all the history and, and you know, the country music, music scene of Nashville. You know, Ryan O'Reilly's very involved in in music. He's a musician himself. So it makes total sense why he would go down there. I mean, I don't think that's indicative of his time in Toronto, whether it was negative or positive. I, I think he probably enjoyed himself. And at the end of the day, it just made more sense for him to go down to Nashville and, and play there. And I, I was unaware that they probably offered him the same amount of money, but... I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's an insult to the Maple Leafs that he didn't uh, choose to come back there. I think I need a brush up on my laser eye, man. Uh, Justin Hall got three years and three point four million bucks per season with Detroit. Are, are we missing something on this guy, honestly? Because again, this is now not just a Leafs thing; it's it's a league wide thing. And this is no disrespect to Justin Hall. Good on him by all accounts; he's phenomenal in the room. But like, 
3.4 million bucks a season for Justin Hall, who couldn't crack the Maple Leafs roster in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, are we at a point, and I know we're not a wing show, but are we at a point where we're thinking Steve Eisenman isn't the juggernaut executive we all thought he was, man? Because I think that's a reckless signing, quite frankly. I was I was thinking it was fake when I saw it. My buddy just texted me while we were on the free agent show and I was like, I don't know if I should say this on air because it could just be like a laughable thing. But like I saw Hall and $10 million beside his name. And I was just like, Good I just for his agent. I was wondering if he was going to, what's that? Good for his agent. Good for his agent, right? Good for him. Like freaking take the bag and run, like solidified himself big time. I just don't see how. I mean, there's so many defensemen and the minors who are just kind of on the cusp of being good enough to play in the NHL, but the mistakes and the, you know, the hiccups are too much. And he's like almost one of them. And then he just cracks off a monster contract after, <laughs> like you say, being kind of like shooed out of Toronto. It's, it's shocking. I don't understand it, but good for him. The only answer I have is that he's a right-handed shooting defenseman and they're so hard to find. Like, that's all I can say. I guess it has to be, but like, who else is out there for that money? And how can you not lock him up for 1.8 or $2 million? Like, how do you not, how are you not able to get him for that? What were his options? Did he have options and was using leverage? Like, it seems crazy because like, what is his big, he's a big body that doesn't even use it. Right-handed defenseman. Okay. That's valuable. But like, that's it. That just gets you that in the NHL. I'm I'm still lost. It shows you the market, right? Because Radko Gudis, who is another right-handed shooting defenseman who actually plays heavy, got four mil per season over three with the Anaheim Ducks. So there's your answer. That's a big ticket right there for sure. It's, yeah, man. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of made himself that wrecking ball. He's got uh, some notoriety around the league. Now he's gone deep in the playoffs and, you know, his, his run with, uh, with Tampa was always val- obviously valuable. And the, the guy's made a name for himself and he, he got the bag here too. And they wanted a guy like him and they got him. So I guess that affects it a little bit. I still don't see the similarities to Hall, but um, good on him. And yeah, another big, Big ticket signing there with Gudis too, and he's going to the West Coast. Three times 3.4 for Justin Hall. And again, the last one as we have this conversation, Michael Bunting signs with the Carolina Hurricanes, three at four and a half per season for him. So effectively, he gets uh, as much AAV as Ryan O'Reilly. But again, it's important to factor in tax-free in Tennessee for Ryan O'Reilly. But Michael Bunting with the Carolina Hurricanes, I can't wait for the return. And and that's the prototypical type player that they're looking for there. Like they love having depth. I think the the one thing they're lacking in Carolina is like that bona fide superstar. I, I, I thought a guy like Mitch Marner makes a lot of sense there. Willie Nylander, but it's quite clear the Leafs are not going to make a, a blockbuster trade here, not to be disappointed or anything. I think it's way too early in the offseason to give like a grade on Brad Tree Living's first offseason with this team. But uh, Michael Bunting to the Carolina Hurricanes, Rosie. Yeah, he's going there. I mean, they're making moves there in Carolina. They look pretty darn solid and like you say, deep, but I think they're lacking. Yeah, with that big stud superstar. And I don't know if they're going to have room on their their cap to, to do something like that without shaking it up a fair bit. But yeah, I mean, again, with Bunting, I, I understood his upside. I like his versatility um, to be able to move throughout the lineup, play with big boys, play a different role. And, and he kind of did that this year and accepted it to a certain extent. But I just didn't like how he didn't understand the role, didn't really know how to play the role. You know, like you want to go out there, be a Corey Perry, who's just constantly, you know, disrupting the other team, drawing penalties, getting on the power play you know you get into the game like that with your mojo when you're playing on the edge and it just translates to plays making being 
having plays being made, scoring goals, putting up points, just being in the mix of everything. And he's trying to do that, but he was doing it with like diving and yelling at the ref and snapping his stick. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For the boards all the time, which I don't mind any by any means, but it's just like that was like his MO on playing that way. And then, you know, the the suspension in the playoffs was just like, it's just so hard to watch. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, what's going through your head? You know, and I, again, I don't want to be too hard on a guy who's trying to, to take it an extra step and who's trying to be physical and trying to be in the mix and be a hated player. But he was just, he went about it the wrong way and it caused him a lot more harm than good. Take nothing away from Sheldon Keefe, but I do think it's a really, really good fit. Rod Brindamore, right? Somebody who will rein you in. And if you make a mistake or you do something stupid, you're not going to play, right? There's so much depth in that Carolina roster. And I think that's such an intriguing fit. Michael Bunting going to that team. I'm just so disappointed by the way it went for Michael Bunting in Toronto. Two short years. The first year, I thought he was fantastic. Like it, yeah. it was one of the better bargain deals in the NHL. You know, Cal Dubas knew him, of course, uh, from his time, but like, it's just one of those things that went south in a hurry and like your, your, your best ability is availability. And unfortunately he towed that line so many times and I'm with you. Like I really soured on Michael Bunting midway through this season because of all the diving, like you're a really good hockey player, man. You score 20 plus goals, like quit that shit. And maybe they'll have a bit more respect for you around the league and it'll help you out in the Stanley cup playoffs. But it's amazing to me how quickly it soured for Michael Bunting yeah. in Toronto, where it seemed like he was going to be a mainstay on this roster. He's a Scarborough kid. <clears throat> he's a Scarborough kid, wanted to be with this team, and, and now all of a sudden he's not. Yeah, it did sour in a hurry, man. He kind of played his way right out of here. Um, his actions there in the playoffs were, you know, a mistake, I think. And and again, like if you want, he it just it's rattling because he was so close to like doing what we needed, but just went yeah. about it the wrong way. And I mean, you need to be that guy who just has guys draped over you, hanging off of you, getting holding penalties called on you all the time because you just won't stop moving your feet. You'll battle through it all the time. And I mean, that stuff is called so often in the NHL. 
that all you got to do is just keep battling through. Like the reps are going to see the hooks and the holds on you when you just keep work and keep moving your feet drawing those penalties and instead he'd stop and like just do the most dramatic head snapping things and then instantly just be looking for the ref and yelling in this profuse manner of are you fucking kidding me just screaming and then he takes that all the way to the bench and is screaming at the ref the whole tv timeout and it's just like geez man you're it's not going to get you anywhere and i think he learned that the hard way but nonetheless ends up in carolina and um he'll go about it again there and i imagine he'll probably end up having some success there he's a good player and you wonder how that's perceived in the locker room as well as we took a look at what's next for this team like we knew this coming into this day rosie i don't know about you i didn't expect much here in free agency like everything is tied up again to the core four and most specifically willie nylander nothing new on that front as we have this conversation Ditto for Austin Matthews. Of course, there's more optimism on the Matthews front that at some point in time, this contract's going to appear. I hope it's not on Twitter because it might never go out because there's Twitter's an absolute joke. But uh, nevertheless, um, we knew this is coming. They're so cap strapped. Like, it, it's ridiculous. And, and that's the problem I have is like, how do you allocate this money somewhere else where you have those four guys making so much money? And effectively, you're going to come back with the same team or at least the, can- the same key players. Well, the same key players for sure. I've kind of moved on and resigned myself to figuring out how we're going to fill out the depth. I mean, you lose, like, it looks like Achari and Kerfoot Everyone. and Paul and Shen and Ryan O'Reilly. And it's like, holy smokes, like, we added a lot of those guys to get us over the hump. And it wasn't good enough to beat Florida in the second round. So it's like, okay, um, how are we going to mix it up a little bit? But we've pretty much just unloaded everything except for those four big contracts which you can argue about are those guys worth all that or not yeah and i think it's easy to say well so far they haven't really won them anything so you'd say so far not yet but you know it's uh it is a what have you done for me lately league and i understand that these are quality players and it's hard to get out from under those contracts but they're definitely strapped to those four guys and i just I'm resigned to the fact that they're all going to be coming back and they're still going to have this team built around that nucleus. But what what is left to to fill it out to at least be able to have hope that it's going to be a better team than last year? Yeah, that's the hope, right? And the aspirations that you can finally get over that hump. But I think you make a really good point in the fact that they, they've been stripped of a lot of their depth. And how do you make that up? And I should say that as the day continues on, they're linked to Max Domi. Obviously, that name's been around this market for a long period of time. And Tyler Bertuzzi, I think Bertuzzi is very fascinating because that was the the white whale, if you will, for Kyle Dubas. Like he could never get his hands on Tyler Bertuzzi and was so interested in. And now he goes to Pittsburgh, and now there's a chance that Brad Tree Living could sign Tyler Bertuzzi. But that that market's going to build up on both Domi and Bertuzzi here. I would think so. As guys start to to go away and teams are thinking about what they really need and times tick and that, that very well could happen. I was really hoping fingers crossed for Bertuzzi at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, didn't pick him up, went to Boston. I said, Oh man, he's going to be there for a while and be a Bruin. But obviously these, uh, the things didn't work out well at all for the, for the Boston Bruins this year in the playoffs compared to expectations. And he finds himself a free agent. I think he'd be a great addition. I like the Max Domi thought of it. I think that, you know, there's a guy that can, you know, work his bag off, be physical. I mean, someone that can kind of play in that top to middle six where 
you know, if anyone wants to mess around with Max Domi, you've seen him KO guys before. He's not yeah. scared. He's got some of his dad's DNA in it. And just mm-hmm. seeing seeing the name Domi on the back of a Leafs jersey would just be a wicked story and, and fun to watch. And I'm sure his interviews and everything else would just be, you know, fantastic as he finds himself coming back to Toronto. But obviously, you got to make it happen, True Living. you got to find somebody that's going to make this team better. And it, obviously, that hasn't come across his desk yet. And it's kind of, you know, you're again, we're just waiting to see what's this guy going to do because the only thing he's he's really done is this uh, Ryan Reeves signing. And you say patience is a virtue, at least I do when it comes to free agency and you can get some value contracts if you wait it out. Having said that, a lot of the guys have gone. Like it wasn't a deep market to begin with. So ultimately you look at Domi, you look at Bertuzzi. I, I say they have to land at least one of those guys, right? If Think if you're legit and taking that next step next season. But there's so many moving parts, even from a trade perspective. But I've always been... I don't know how I've been skeptical they're going to make a blockbuster trade because I mentioned this last week. What are you going to give up? Like Nick Robertson, Matthew Nyes isn't going anywhere. The draft picks, I mean, they don't have much cooking there and they don't want to trade the big four. So their hands are strapped, man. It's it's just so fascinating when I think you look at this team and you wonder what direction they're headed. Early on, I will say I've been very underwhelmed. Uh, Having said that, very, very early in the offseason, I will be careful in, in being that cynical of brad tree living and you know his brain trust early on in this process but uh, i have to say right now i'm very underwhelmed rosie yeah it's been an underwhelming day in a lot of ways i yeah. agree with you um, across the league i yeah I, I thought i thought we'd either i thought we'd have shen back for sure yeah that sucks um, man but if he's if he's commanding that elsewhere and i mean his agent's fishing around and he's he's getting some vibes of that type of money and and the leafs are just like sorry we can't even possibly entertain that then i understand why it falls through but I just didn't, uh, I thought they'd be able to come to terms. He'd, he'd get a raise and he'd stay. Um, to lose O'Reilly and Achari was one of those guys with some sandpaper that we may lose here. And uh, I, again, yeah, what what is hey, true? Do, do, do you realize who's at fault for this? I'm, I think you're probably going to say Mr. Dubas. Well, my thinking is, is like, and this is more maybe on the core four and maybe on Matthews, Marner, and to an extent, Nylander, I think his contract looks pretty damn sexy now. But like, they've always in the past used that extra money to give it to the big boys. And it's a flawed logic. And again, we'll see if the negotiations are different under Brad Tree Living. But that's my thinking. They have no money to pay anybody else, again, because of the, the mistakes. And again, you can't forecast the pandemic. I think at this point in time, they were expecting the cap to be way up, you know, compared to what it is right now. And they're expecting everything to free up maybe as early as next summer. But it was just a flawed logic, man. Like it, it really, really is because it's taking away from the rest of the roster. And as we see teams, even the Vegas Golden Knights, like depth is a big thing. And unfortunately, the Leafs can't untap that depth because of the uh, the tied up nature of of the core four. I know. And I mean, if, if we're sticking with them, all you got to do is, you know, all you can do is hope that they stand out and step up in the playoffs. Like why have they even gotten those contracts? Because they're so talented. Okay. Well, that talent has to translate to playoff success or else you're just not, you're just not worth it. Not one of them, not two or three, four of them. You're going to tie it up in that many guys. They better be scoring you a lot of goals in the playoffs. They better be playoff performers. They better take you deep. That's why you do it because you have a lot of eggs in those baskets and there's not room for others. And why do they give that extra mill or two here, there to, to them just to guarantee you get them? I don't know. It's almost like, it's almost like just 
because it's Toronto, they command like this big monster contract. Well, why is it just Toronto, right? I and I, Brian Hayes I was making this, you know, this thought, and I thought he's publicly, you know, said it for a while now. Like, and it, it makes a lot of. Why is it always Toronto? Like, why did Toronto give in to these guys? Is my question. I don't know. They didn't want to lose them. Um, obviously, if you do, you know, guys of that caliber are going to go yeah. elsewhere and maybe within conference and shove it up your ass for years to come. And I mean, that's always the nightmare scenario. It's happened many times in Toronto, but uh, it's just like you, you're just so hamstrung. You are handcuffed to these guys. And, you know, I took a lot, well, some heat for thinking that Marner could be expendable and think about, I guess it, it might not be the year to do that. You look at the the class of people and, and who's available and who's locked up and who costs what, I guess they just couldn't get something done if they even wanted to to justify a trade of one of the big four. But again, you're probably going into a season with the same guys who haven't really got it done. So I'm just hoping that growth, maturity, um, experience is going to be playing heavily on these guys and they've figured things out in the last couple of years and it'll be a different story this year. They get to the playoffs and, and need to perform. I'm hoping someone really does. I love the optimism, my man. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly as for the final time this season, we look at the chat again. We are going on a summer hiatus starting tomorrow. Going to have a couple drinks, chill out. Having said that, we will be back periodically throughout the summer with some uh, you know, different content. If news breaks, obviously we're going to have reaction. And as mentioned, we will interview Ryan Reeves coming up in the next couple of days and put that out there on our YouTube channel um, this week. So look out for that and any other signings the Leafs have. I'll try to get uh, my hands on some of these numbers and these emails and and get you the content you crave here with respect to the Leafs Nation. But uh, looking at the chat, uh, Koki writes in, Ryan O'Reilly's personalities for small markets. Dude's a low-key guy, plus taxes are better in Tennessee. Dude, you played in the league. How much of an impact does that have when players are making their decisions when you look at these tax-free places? I think it's as big as it's ever been. You Mm -hmm. know, you look at Canada and everyone fleeing Calgary, you know, and... You know, it's expensive to live up here. You get taxed out the ass and the weather's not ideal sometimes. And, you know, the I guess in Calgary situation, they need a new building and guys are just bailing and you go down and if like, you know, it can be a 20% difference. And if yeah. you're if you're talking the kind of number years that you're talking and you're talking, I got this window in my youth to to make money playing this hockey. This is my career. It's a big deal whether you make, $800,000 or $7 million, or if you make $50,000 a year, 20% is a lot. And, you know, you, it is understandable that a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, who doesn't have, he doesn't have any allegiance to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He doesn't owe them anything, right? He tried to make a go of it and was happy to come there and play at the deadline. And away he went. They didn't end up, you know, winning the Stanley Cup. And he's a free agent. And of course, he'd want to go to Nashville. The guy's personality is tailor made for the city in general. He's got, familiar faces around the area you're, you're not getting taxed you can go play his guitar with all these country exactly. music stars. it's a no-brainer why he did it and i don't think anyone should be mad or surprised that it happened but um I, I was just in hopes that you know that option wasn't even available to him and and maybe he'd get something done but the shenner the shenner one's the one that surprised me the most and you know good for him he's battled and grinded and reinvented himself he got paid Good for him. I understand why we can't have any of them right now. Man, how about Matt Duchesne? So he gets bought out by Nashville. He's going to get like eight mil for for life from them, and then and then he signs with Dallas for three. So like by my math, that's like eleven mil tax free bucks. 
fuck. Well, not tax free, but no state tax, obviously. But yeah, he's doing well financially, obviously. Fuck. It's funny how some of the some of the numbers are huge and some of them are small. Like Blake Wheeler, what is he making? Eight hundred grand or a million bucks, maybe. The guys that are making more than him, it's like, what the hell? This is kind of weird, weird deal. But some guys are betting on themselves and trying to like time it for when the cap goes up, they can hit free agency again, hopefully have a big year and away they go. But some of the numbers are kind of baffling, man. Yeah, they are baffling. I think it just shows you what players and what teams think they're legitimate or not, right? And not to say the Leafs aren't legitimate. Uh, certainly, I think they're always a front runner for the Stanley Cup, but can't get over that hump in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we get that. But every year, they're, you know, President's Trophy contention, 100 plus point season. So I get that. Uh, but still, like, it feels like they're chasing their own tail right now. And I think we've been pretty steadfast in saying that if it's not trading one of the core four guys, it's going to be the same old story for this team. And that in lies the big time problem. But as I mentioned the other day, maybe it's it's from above Bradtree living. Like it could easily be Brendan Shanahan being like, nah, no cigar. You're, you're keeping these four. And at that point, you're pretty strapped with what you're going to do. Uh, Patton's angry boy rates in a flat Coke so far. I agree with you. Peter S. Shen is a big loss. Ridiculous. He has not been re-signed i get it um but again ultimately i don't know if the leafs or most teams were prepared him the way that the nashville predators paid him that was pretty handsome luke shen gets a three-year deal yeah you bet i just we just don't have the cap space to do it you know he yeah. was he's been playing on low amounts of money lately and he has reinvented himself and now he commands a higher dollar and he's priced himself played himself out of you know the cap restraints of the toronto maple leafs it uh it's understandable it makes sense and i you know i'm not uh condemning Brad tree living yet not yet like that i've given him time i'm gonna wait and see and he's got moves to make and he's got triggers to pull i'm sure he will and you know i'm gonna reserve judgment and understand that whatever has happened or hasn't happened so far is for a reason and he's got plans and i hope he pulls them off and and i hope it looks damn good well i hope they're big ass plans man because uh very underwhelmed so far but again just very early on here in free agency so as mentioned we're going to go on a bit of a summer hiatus but again keep it locked to at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe on YouTube. And we're going to continue to, 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 to put some content out there for sure. We're just not doing the live show for a couple months uh, until September. But we're going to get together at least once a week and talk about the latest information, news, notes, signings, trades with this team. So don't feel like we're cheating you and we're not going to bring you the latest. It's just going to be in a different format. But Rosie, it's been a phenomenal first year, man. We've, uh, we've really did our thing throughout this season, in my opinion. I could be biased. In saying that, but I'm looking forward to the offseason and seeing what this team has up their sleeve here. Me too, man. It's been a treat. It's been fun. You took me under your wing and got me into the media. I think we got a, a solid following going on of like-minded Leafs fans. And uh, again, yeah, we're not bailing on anything. Like and subscribe. And when we put content out, it will come across your feed. So looking forward to chipping away for some things at the summertime here and really looking forward to next season getting underway. It's closer than we think. And lastly, many thanks to Aaron Bordado, a very busy man behind the scenes. You've been fantastic for us. So we'll leave it at that. Saying so long here for the summer as I lose my voice and your son's back on camera. I'm still recovering from Nashville. It was a very, very long week. So that's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Take care and happy Canada Day. You're on TV, dude.